0: Welcome to the Soul's Way podcast. Ready to manifest your best life in a holistic, decolonized way? To remember who you really are at the core of your being? To live a truly rich, soul fulfilling life? If so, you are in the right place. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt. I'm an Indigenous author, speaker, and mentor here to give you a new way to manifest that sees you as the whole person, mind, body, spirit, and emotion. If you love deep conversations and juicy breakthroughs, then keep on listening and let's dive in. Hi friends, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed the new intro. Those of you who are regular listeners here on the Soul's Way podcast, it was time for a little bit of an update. Um, As you know new versions of me just keep, I just keep evolving as we all do because that is the nature of life and that is the nature of nature. New solo episode coming soon, by the way, on some more of my evolutions and revolutions around what it's like, what it's been like evolving, growing, finding myself in the public eye, so to speak, and how I'm really prioritizing my peace and my own growth, especially at this time. And I'm so excited to record that for you soon. But for now, much overdue recording from the most beautiful conversation I had with my friend Jesse. And I've been meeting to get this conversation up and running for you. So here it finally is. Jesse is a spiritual growth mentor um, for entrepreneurs, and she is going to help you with all things feminine energy surrender, getting to know yourself more deeply. What I love about Jessie is that she's not afraid of the darkness, the shadow work that is oh so important to manifesting your truly most aligned, most fulfilling, rewarding life. She is all about it. This conversation is all about it. We had so many breakthroughs and aha moments and I got chills several times and I'm sure you will as well. So I'm just going to let the episode play because Jessie will introduce herself more formally and you can get to know her. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, let us both know. Tag us on Instagram. I'm at Emily Ann Brandt. and Jessie is at Jesse with an I underscore Galvin, G-A-L-V-I-N. So let us know once you listen. We cannot wait to hear your thoughts. Please, please enjoy. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Souls Way podcast. And a big warm welcome to Jesse. Thank you for being here today, Jesse. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me, Emily. I'm super happy to be here. Yay! Um, so we're gonna get to know a lot about your work and everything that you do, and we're gonna have some really juicy conversations today around feminine energy, surrender. I'm sure all things spiritual and magical, but First, can we start off by maybe you just, in your own words, telling everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. So I'm Jessie Galvin, and I am a spiritual growth and leadership mentor. So what that means is that I support women and men sometimes, but mainly women, to step into authenticity, to lead, love, and live more fully by Embracing all aspects of
0: being human. In a nutshell. All aspects of being human. That's so beautiful. And how did you get into doing this type of work? What led you here? What's what's your story? Because I've heard bits and pieces of your story and it's amazing. So I'm excited to like get the whole scoop right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gosh,
1: so I where do I start? Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> so I was very, very anxious from childhood. I had this kind of unresolved anxiety and depression that I didn't know how to deal with. And I remember going through these periods of, the only way to describe them was just intense darkness. And eventually my mom said to me one day, I think I was about 16, and she said, "We, you need help, we can't just contain this, you need to go and see somebody. So I went down a traditional psychotherapy route. And basically what happened was we uncovered that the majority of my anxiety and my depression rooted back to my brother. So I had a baby brother who died when he was six weeks old, who was born before me. So through psychotherapy, we uncovered that I was really struggling with grief, grief that was mine, grief from in utero, grief from conception, just this really large period of grief. And uncovering that narrative was like this spark kind of lit up, into my understanding and then i left it there you know as sometimes you do in psychotherapy you have these breakthroughs and it's like oh great i've got that understanding now i can move forward but what happened was this narrative this story this pain kept coming back it kept coming back in different forms and i moved to london when i was 18 and i started working for lots of charities because i really felt this call to serve people to be of greater service in the world which i now see as like my spiritual calling but I didn't know that. And so I just went into charities and I was raising lots of money and I felt like I was kind of having an impact, but it wasn't really landing. And, you know, the charity sector is a really mixed bag. There's some really beautiful work, but it's also, it can be really challenging. Um, So I found myself with a Valium addiction. I started self medicating because I didn't know what to do with this darkness that had come back. So I was living in London, I was in the pub five, seven days a week drinking away my sorrows, self-medicating and convincing myself that this was just what everybody goes through and then I was working one of the charities I was working with I vividly remember my beautiful friend Zoe she's like come to a yoga class oh wait I'm not doing yoga that's really weird and woo woo I dress head to toe in black I don't want any of that spiritual bullshit (laughs) word! (laughs) I literally head to toe in black and she managed to convince me because it was opposite my house so head to toe in Adidas. I mean, I had like the stripes down the arms and the legs. I've still got the leggings because <laughs> yeah. they remind me of that first yoga class. I had my Adidas socks, my Adidas sliders. I was like a <laughs> little hackney kid in East London strutted into my yoga class. And the worst thing happened was this woman who was full of light flung her arms open. And she's like, hi, darling. And she hugged me. Like, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. The but worst thing happened. Oh. And I visibly shuddered and I kind of slid into the back of the class. And something happened to me in the middle of that yoga class. We started moving, we started breathing. I started dropping in, I was connecting to my breath. I hadn't taken a Valium that day. It was one of the few days that I hadn't medicated myself. I was gonna do it later for a good night's sleep. And halfway through the class, something happened. I was like, huh, I feel different. And then we carried on, I carried on breathing, I carried on moving, and I used to be a ballet dancer. So the movement felt really good in my body. It was like, oh, I remember what this feels like. I remember this expansion. And then we got into Shavasana, which is like the very last thing you do in a yoga class. Most people's favorite part, you lie down, you close your eyes, you bliss out. And there was silence for the first time in my entire life. And from my heart, I just felt this cracking open. And I just started weeping because there was actual joy and I'd started feeling for the first time ever (sighs) and that yoga honestly changed my life from then I traded going to the pub seven six seven days a week to going to yoga I was in yoga 5am what did I feel like what happened to me I need more of that and it got to a stage where all of my mates in London were like how do we hang out with you I'd be like, come to yoga that's it that's all I want to do I've got this new addiction from that yoga class I never took another valium again that was it that was the end of the addiction <laughs> and I just found this devotional practice I didn't realize that's what it was but I had found something that mm-hmm. felt like truth like a capital t truth and I just went all in on it and then From there, I found myself on a one-way ticket to India in 2015 and trained to be a yoga teacher. And and that just came really naturally. And for the first time in my life, things started flowing. Mm. When things feel stagnant and you're pushing and you're resisting, that's what life had felt like up until that moment. Mm. And, And that yoga class from then, it was just like, oh, spaces have opened up in a full yoga class so that I can practice. And I'm meeting beautiful new people. And I'm finding myself on yoga retreats, having these Expansive conversations, and I got the nickname the secret hippie. (laughs) (laughs) I was called that because I still refuse to get out of my head to turn black. And for those of (laughs) you that are listening, I'm wearing white today, I never wear all black because sometimes I mean, there's a place for it, but sometimes it's like a nod to who I was. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so from there, I went to India and I trained to be a yoga teacher. And the first moment of true healing I would say the first moment in my yoga class was my first kind of seed that something else was possible and then when I was in my yoga training I got really really sick and I was in hospital for almost half of it on a drip and I would drive to the from the yoga from the hospital to the yoga shala with these cannulas in my hands riding on my little scooter and I'd sit in the back of the class still with my IV drips in my bag to learn what I needed to learn from the yoga and came out of hospital two weeks later and I felt really broken and on the way in between the hospital and the yoga shala was this archway that I'd seen I feel like I need to go there and I just got off got out of hospital got on my scooter and I drove there and above the archway said the light the way and there's this poem that I have that is just so beautiful and it's really about feeling like life has sort of turned you upside down and that there's this inner light and that we're always being guided. And so I read this poem and I started climbing the steps and I was really weak and I hadn't got any water and I'd just come out of hospital and it was a terrible idea in the Mm. middle of the day in Goa (laughs) in 35 degree heat, (laughs) but I felt like I needed to climb the hill and I got right to the top. (laughs) And there was, I looked to my left and there's this sign that just said, people that come here have come to be healed wow and I started crying
0: yeah and I walked myself
1: I paused and I walked myself up the steps and it was this beautiful circular temple on top of a hill it's like oh, what is this place and there was nobody else there because who would climb a hill in the middle of the day in Goa <laughs> apart from me and I sat there and I sat there and I just closed my eyes and I didn't meditate at this point. I'd you know, i been dabbling with it. But I didn't have a regular meditation practice. And I closed my eyes and I just said, I'm ready to be healed. Mm. And I started weeping mm. and I cried and I cried and I cried. <laughs> and one of my teachers said that there comes these points in your awakening where at some point you can feel all of the past pain of your life. It all comes to the surface. And these samskaras, these energetic imprints that we store inside us. Are allowed to be released, and looking back now, I understand that's what happened to me. And I just kept crying, Mm -hmm. and I would go to these deeper levels of sadness. But I was okay. I felt like I could go. I could go there for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. And so this was. It was about an hour, I think. And I just sat there weeping through this sadness. And then suddenly, the sun came out. From it had gone behind a cloud, it came back out from behind the cloud. And I just felt this joy through every cell of my body. It was like surging joy. And I just sat there and there were no thoughts. And it was the first real moment of like the silence and the connect, connection to opening my heart and to spirit into something greater than myself, because it was it was enormous. You know, the, to be able to go to the depths of the sadness And this is really the work that I do now is it's walking people through these dark nights of the soul because on the other side of that, if you can embrace all aspects of being human, there is this joy, there is this divine connection to yourself and to spirit and to truth and to something that's so much bigger than what we can imagine with our limited but amazing minds.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Jesse, I got like, Six times I counted. I got chills as you were speaking and tears in my eyes. And I'm almost at a loss for words. But I, I did want to point out the fact that you said a couple of times, like the stillness, the silence. I could feel your relief as you said that. And I feel like so many people will resonate with that because so many of us are afraid of that stillness we're afraid to be still with ourselves because look what happened the sadness followed it was like all right you're going to be still finally here you go let's let's heal this let's bring it up it's safe to do this you're safe here in stillness because you're never truly alone you're with spirit you're with something so much greater than yourself and yeah that that part about like stillness i could feel it and it's just so so good and good for you for allowing yourself to be still after all those years of it sounds like numbing and running away from what you knew was there um and i'm just so happy that you know you found the way you found the tools to actually sit with this pain and then release it and sit with the joy even more so it's just ah so good i love it and, and i think there's it's
1: so interesting the silence because we i think we are afraid of it and we're we're constantly distracting ourselves because Mm -hmm. I don't know what's under the rug. You know, we've piled all of this stuff under there. And and actually, if you look at it, what, what I was gifted in that moment was the ability to be really present and to be able, when something comes up now, I can look at it and I'm like, okay, is this really about my husband saying that thing that kind of triggered me? Or is this a pattern that I'm actually replaying from something that Susan said to me when I was eight, that's really upset me that I've never been able to let go of. And through having that awareness, which the stillness gives us, right, the presence and the awareness, Mm -hmm. we are able to then move through things. And life, we're not trying to control the outside world, right? Because I did that for so long. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't like how I feel. I don't like how the outside world looks. I don't like that it's raining or that, Mm -hmm. you know, I look a certain way in the mirror. But we can't. We can never actually maintain this control that we think we have. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we ever truly have the power over is our inner state. And I think those moments of being able to go there, I'm now not afraid of the darkness. And I was my whole life. I was afraid of it because it was the
0: unknown. Mm -hmm. We always exist in the unknown. Yes. Uh, And only limitless potential exists in the unknown. Like if you want limitless potential and the most amazing, surprising, beautiful life, you've got to, you've got to live in the unknown. That's where the magic is. It happens no other way.
1: Mm -hmm. Is it really that unknown? You know, I, I really believe that we're always guided and we're always supported and we're always seen and we're always held. And Mm -hmm. that actually if earth is this school for our learning and we chose to come down and learn these lessons, then is it really that unknown? Does it, do you not, do we not all get those feelings of feeling home? How can it be that unknown when you drop back into something that feels more like you than you've ever felt before?
0: Mm, oh, I love that perspective. That is so true. And also like, I firmly believe that we reincarnate and come to earth school multiple times. So it's like, yeah, is it really that unknown or have we been here before? And we're just yeah, here to more. <laughs>
1: so, like, did our souls choose to come down here now? Like, did I, is this not just something that I chose because I want to learn these lessons through this lifetime, through human relationships. And Mm
0: -hmm.
1: no, I think all of our triggers are the signposts for our growth. Mm -hmm. and All of these places of darkness are just like, here's where the healing needs to come now. Here's where I'm being called to go, to look at, to then go into like a deeper level of understanding and knowing myself and living more human which means to embrace like the full spectrum
0: yes yeah here to evolve and grow always um and i like this that you brought up this concept of like surrender and and trust and always being guided because i know that was one of the main things we wanted to talk about was surrender and also feminine energetics so what does that what does surrender mean to you in the context of your life and the work that you do I would say that
1: surrender and feminine, feminine energetics for me are so closely intertwined Mm -hmm. because living through the feminine, when I say feminine energetics, I mean, honoring the cycles of nature and death and rebirth and actually living at one with the earth, not on the earth, but with the earth. And I think that that's something that humans we've got this illusion that we're separate that the human race is something that is above everything else that's happening and we are a more evolved species absolutely but we're not above it we are still of nature Mm -hmm. and mother earth Gaia Pachamama is our greatest teacher she is the feminine that is here that gives us the wisdom Mm -hmm. and I find that the word surrender can be really triggering immediately for a lot of people so like oh so what you just let whatever happens happen and then you don't do anything yeah you, you just surrender to what's here because you know that you're always held and always trusted and that death and rebirth especially this is one of the biggest parts of surrender for me is coming back to the feminine means honoring those cycles within our bodies as women but also just within our greater life cycle right we're constantly going through this process of death and rebirth and we have to let go of things And we don't want to, we cling, we cling to the good things and we avoid the bad things. And to me, surrender is the path down the middle of those two, where you're just present with what's coming. You're like, I'm feeling this certain way. Can I allow this feeling to be here? And this is really the shadow work that I do is, it's a really gentle, oh, I'm feeling this need for control. Okay, well, rather than trying to change this or avoid it or cling to something different, What if I just stayed here and allowed my energy to open? And I just recognized that in this moment, my human wants to control the situation. Can I love myself through that? Mm -hmm. And that for me is the surrender. And that comes back to the feminine with this constant flow, right? Because if you are connected to your feminine essence, to the feminine energy, to the earth, you know, this is for men and women. We all, we're all connected from the earth. We all come from the earth and we return back to her you can have trust because life is continually flowing there are there is always wisdom Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so if you are in a state of trust can you surrender to what's here in the present moment absolutely because you have trust yeah and there's so much wisdom everywhere like i told this story the other day i was meditating by a tree i was with this women's group that i'm in every month and every week sorry and we were doing this tree ritual we were giving back to the trees and we were blessing them and offering them honey and flowers and i'd felt really cool to this one tree i was like i feel like this tree's got some wisdom for me and i sat down with her and was like, do you have any any lessons like it's cool if you don't maybe yes. you do and i looked up and i was sitting there for a little while and i was just watching the the way the branches were all interwoven and some of them were much shorter some of them were these enormous oak branches and it just came through so clear. It doesn't matter which branch you take, we all bloom in the end. Mm.
0: Like, oh, thank oh, you. Chills.
1: <laughs> and it's these moments, it's these times of surrender. It's like, instead of resisting the natural flow, the natural cycles that we move through as humans, the shedding of people and relationships and clothes that we no longer like and houses that no longer serve us and jobs that we don't feel aligned to yeah can you constantly flow which is the feminine right
0: yeah absolutely
1: they're one and the same I think I believe that the feminine and the mother mother earth teaches us how to surrender because she teaches us the way to come back home Mm -hmm. which is to be in flow with our with our energy and embracing everything because there's no who why are we deciding that some of the human experience is good and some is bad it's just
0: experience right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's just here to be experienced absolutely and like not judging it is so important and just accepting it like that is that is surrender I was just talking to my client about some resistance that's coming up for her as she's taking all these new programs she's doing all this stuff to up level herself and her life and be the best version of herself. And she's noticing this resistance. And I told her like, I'm so proud of you because she was like, yeah, I just noticed, like I I know what it is, it's resistance. And it's because I'm changing a lot of things all at once. And so I'm I'm just like acknowledging it and sitting with it. And I'm like, yes, that's it. Like, just don't make yourself wrong for having it. It's always going to be there. It's always going to come up and it's how we respond that matters. And I think that just fits so beautifully with what you just said about just like, making anything wrong it's all experience it's all good it's all what we're here for um and yeah life life just gets so much more peaceful when you learn to live this way so would you agree with that how have things shifted for you since living this way and what things like what helps you live um live in this way I'm assuming you have like a regular meditation practice or what else what like what things do you do to help you with this I think one of the biggest shifts for me was
1: not trying to achieve certain spiritual practices because for a long time I so I've been teaching yoga for eight years and in part through part of that journey I got really attached to being able to do headstands and handstands and certain poses and practices And then there came this realization, it's not about what you do with your body. It's who you are and how you feel and who you be, not what you do. And so I think that's the first thing with any practice that I have. And I still get caught up in this. It's not about achieving anything. And I always say, life is our greatest spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. Not when we're in the practice, but when you're on your way to the supermarket and you're having a shit day and you're about to interact with another human being how you hold yourself, how you give your energy, how you receive, how you move through the world. Like it's easy to be enlightened when you're meditating on a beach and there's nothing but a fly might land on your shoulder to take away your enlightenment. But can you do it when someone cuts you up in traffic? Can you do it as you're walking down the street? And I would say that that realization, life is our greatest spiritual teacher, that was the biggest transformation for me to take it out of my practices and into my day-to-day life into you know because we were living in Australia on Bondi Beach and it was really beautiful and really blissful and we're like "Ooh, should we go to Bali next should we go to Mexico and actually coming back to England coming back to where my past my family you know my history that has been the most accelerated spiritual growth for me because there's no bypass in that it's like oh I'm going to the triggers And that's not, I'm not saying to those listening, go straight to your triggers, be gentle, but the triggers are the place that need healing. And that's really where the growth has quantum leaped for me in terms of my spiritual evolution. Um, But then I I also have a very regular meditation practice. I practice Vedic meditation, which is twice a day, every day. I haven't missed a single meditation for almost three years. Um, And for the awareness, for being able to recognize when you're caught up in a trigger or a shadow
0: yeah.
1: meditation that's what it's it's the practice for your day-to-day life the meditation isn't the thing right the meditation is what gives you the tool to be able to catch yourself and to recognize when you're caught up in these states day-to-day um and so yeah and i practice i still teach and practice yoga and i do a lot of energy work which is energy medicine which is healing for myself as well when it comes through for others for reiki healing um which is a really beautiful practice that just drops me straight into my heart and into the light and i feel that through my whole body which is always a magical mystical experience um and then currently i'm doing a 40-day devotional puja so i still work with the hindu deities and so i've been doing 40 days of devotion to the goddess lakshmi mm-hmm. who's the goddess of abundance mm-hmm. and i'm wearing my lakshmi, and, I make offerings to her, I meditate with her, I chant um, and just call in the energy, because working with all these deities is evoking the energy within yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: when you chant to the to any deity, even if it's the word God, you're evoking God within you. It's not my understanding anyway. And what feels true for me is that it's the God within you and there's God within all of us. Yes. And
0: you're just evoking that and calling that forth into your being. Mm-hmm absolutely i love this oh, i love all of this so much um and there was so many helpful little nuggets in there such wisdom um i yeah i see meditation as this like it's the fuel right if that's where you kind of charge yourself up that's how you get insights that's how you get the wisdom the the peace the love everything you that we tend to seek outside of ourselves like you said um which just creates suffering and trying to control everything outside of ourselves but that's kind of like how I see it is fueling, making sure I'm properly fueled for my day um but also not I try not to make it too much of a masculine like I have to do it this way in this pose at this time every day because like you said it's not about the doing it's about how you're being and how you're showing up and um how you're connecting so I think that's just so beautiful um what else was I going to say you sparked something in me that was like oh I want to share And now it's gone, I think. Oh, but what what would you say that you do when a trigger comes up? This is a question I wanted to ask. um, because I'm sure people listening are going to be curious. So let's say you've meditated, you have a beautiful peaceful morning out in nature, everything's wonderful. And then you're triggered. Walk us through the process of then how would you move through that trigger?
1: So this happened to me just before we went on a honeymoon. My husband said something that really triggered me when we were on the way to the gym. And so this is interesting when somebody else triggers you, because often the first thing we do is go into projection. Mm-hmm. And i have just written a post about this, actually, which I'll share. <laughs> but it was the first thing that I did was recognize that I've been triggered. And I'm very lucky that my husband is on a very similar path. And he, t- he said, have I triggered you? And I said, yes, you have but it's not about you. Thank you for delivering the message. Now, please leave me because I need to be with this. He was like, "Ah, okay, have I upset you? No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> so there was a little bit of me like managing my own energy to say, you've triggered me. This isn't you, the person. Mm-hmm. Just what you have said has created an emotional reaction inside of me. And that's all a trigger is, right? It's mm-hmm. something external or internal is creating an emotional reaction inside of us. So the first thing is to actually recognize that you've been triggered and to not make it mean anything about you as a person. You know, I'm not like, Oh, I'm Jesse. And I have an issue with this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm Jesse and I have this trigger that comes up from time to time and that's okay.
0: It's not who I
1: am. And then the first thing is just allow it. Yeah. Just allow yourself to be triggered because the way the practice that I teach is really, it's all about the heart. My work is all about the heart and so when we get triggered what happens is that we constrict so the heart closes and you can feel this your body shuts starts to close because we're protecting ourselves and we're going into this like miniature fight or flight sometimes it can be you know trauma can come into play which is very you know similar nervous system response but the heart closes if we just look at the heart Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it constricts because it doesn't want to feel pain so you just allow it you notice that it's closing. And you accept that that's happened. And then if you just say to yourself, I'm not gonna store this as energy inside of myself. What happens if I just stay open? It doesn't mean I'm not gonna deal with the trigger. It doesn't mean I'm not gonna process what's happened. But energetically, the first thing is when you feel your heart closing, that's when you're about to lash out or to shut down. Mm -hmm. Just stay open. Can I love myself in this moment? Can it open my heart? Because I believe that all of our triggers are just different archetypes of fear. They're different vibrational frequencies of the same manifestation of fear that we experience. And so if they're all a basis of fear, and the opposite of fear is love, can you love yourself when you're experiencing fear? And it's a simple practice. I was just talking to one of my clients who did this with me in my group program. And she's like, honestly, that's simple practice. I feel my heart closing when something triggers me. And she went through grief when we were working through the group program. And she said she was sitting in her grandmother's funeral and she could feel her heart closing. And she just said, no, I'm okay. Stay to herself. She put her hand on her heart and she took a deep breath into her heart space. And she said, I'm going to stay open. And she said, she felt more love and more acceptance, and more memories flowed through because she was allowing her energy to move. Mm. And that's the thing. I think that's what it all comes down to for me is this energy has to continually flow. And when a trigger comes, if you stay open, can you let it come up and out and to leave your body? And then you're clear to process. Okay, well, then we can bring in the masculine, right? The, The more analytical, like, well, why was I triggered? What's it come? Do I need to understand it? And sometimes just the act of staying open is enough for you to transcend that frequency of fear and move into a vibration of gift,
0: yes. which is acceptance. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Um, it's all so good. And uh, I keep losing my train of thought because as you speak, I'm like, oh, 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 I have all these things to say. And then they just... They just leave me. What was I going to say? Oh, I think that people think that closing, I started crying when you were describing your friend at her grandma's funeral, feeling her heart closing. And that's so beautiful that she was like, no, I'm going to stay open. And then felt so much more love than she would have felt if she had stayed close. But I think most people, we think that closing our hearts off and kind of being more cold or more reactive is the easy way. When in fact, it's actually just, it's the hard way and it's damaging because that energy doesn't just go away it stays trapped in you and then you have to deal with it later when it gets triggered again and it's now 10 times worse because it's been stuck unable to go anywhere um so it's so important for us to not be afraid of oh yeah keeping that heart open like you said that's just so beautiful and i, I just love all the work that you're doing in that the fact that your podcast is called the open hearted <laughs> rebellion and that's just yeah that's the way to live it really is so beautiful thanks for sharing thank all that thank you
1: and i think you know it's it's it feels easier to close down but actually if we come back to the philosophy that i like to that i choose to live by and that love is our true nature mm-hmm. love is at the core of who we are, what we are, existing in this world—it's all love. You can drop back into that place, mm-hmm. and I think that's what what my client did in the, at the funeral. You know, she dropped back into the state of love, and then more love is allowed to flow. And love heals the heart. Mm-hmm. You no, know, so it all just becomes this circular again, this feminine flow. Because if love is allowed to flow through, love just heals on the way past. You know, how do you deal with anger? Love them. How do
0: you deal with someone coming at you with aggression love them yeah and every every i believe every emotion is just a vibration of love it's just on a different part on the scale so like you said like the total opposite of love would be fear and whenever we're at reacting like from anger or from sadness it's really just a form of fear but even that like anger and hate it's just because you're feeling a lack of love it's on the other end of the spectrum of love, but it's all a vibration of love. Um, so yeah, I love that. Mm. Also good. And I love what you said about us being, um, us being the, you know, the energy of the God goddess that is within us. Um, that is something that I see every day when I sit down to meditate, I'm like, Oh, it's so good to be in your presence, the God of my being like because God is here in in my being I am an emanation of that and so is all of creation so even better too when we get to sit and sit in nature I'm like so blessed this week because I'm at home at my parents place and they live on huge property right by the water so I get to be more in nature than I do in the city Um, but one time I was meditating in my in my condo so there's no outdoor space really but I was sitting by the window and I was asking um, my ancestors to support me with this new work that I'm doing that you know about um, that I've just pivoted into and I was having this moment of like who am I to do this work can I can I do this am I even like abundant enough and then all of a sudden it reminds me of your story with the sun all of a sudden the sun just like blasts into my window and is like covering my skin in sun and I just felt this message of like, you are abundance. Of course you're abundant, like, duh, you are abundance. This is you. You are the sun. You are one with all of life. Like it's who you are. Um, and so I just wanted to say too, if anyone's listening and they're like, oh shoot, I don't live near nature, like, no fair. Now I can't connect. You can connect. It will, if you make the effort to meet spirit, spirit will meet you wherever you are. So it's just a matter of taking that time to be still and opening your heart as jesse has so beautifully shared with us today oh. and
1: literally yesterday i we have a book called plantfulness and the wisdom of plants bringing more plants and i'm looking around my living room because it's full of plants plants can bring you straight into nature plants that is yes. that emotional connection that we can have to bring the outside world to bring nature into our homes and to devote ourselves back to the earth it's such a beautiful ritual practice that we have mm-hmm. that we're able to do and it's this like again this circular energy of giving to the plants You can just meditate near a plant you feel happier totally. having more greenery totally. you know, so even in cities it's possible to to bring to cultivate that energy
0: get yeah. more plants for meditation <laughs> yeah thank you for that that is my favorite thing too i have a plant in my room where I meditate and it, it really does help. Sometimes I'll even put my hands in the dirt just to feel connected to the earth. So beautiful. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for that tip. Um, so Jesse, I mean, you've shared so much gold already today. It's just like, so excited to listen back to this. Um, is there anything else that's kind of on your heart that you feel just really called to share with everyone?
1: Hmm, what is on my heart to share today? Trust yourself. Mm. I think that it is so important to find what anchors you, what grounds you, what makes you feel connected to yourself, what makes you feel connected to something greater than yourself, if you have that as your spiritual practice, whether you do or don't. What makes you feel at home within yourself Mm -hmm. and use that to guide you through life? Because I think that that is so important. And that's really what what my work is all about is drawing people, guiding people, walking with them back to their power because we are limitless when we're anchored in our power, when we're anchored in our truth, capital T truth. And what I mean by that is when (laughs) truth hits home, it's something that is greater than yourself. It's from spirit, from that feeling of connected and oneness with everything around you when you connect back into the earth or back into the people that you love, right? And find whatever feels true to you. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't feel true to other people, but anchor yourself back into your truth and life will unfold in a way that you can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. More magic is available to us when we just embrace all parts of ourselves and love ourselves through it all. Because that's what we're here to learn, I believe, just to be the embodiment of love and the truth to you is going to be different to truth to me, to Emily, to all of us. But it's there and it's it's powerful. It's where your magic lives, and your authenticity.
0: I love that you say truth of capital T, because I say that all the time, too. (laughs) I'm talking about capital T truth. So good. Oh man, I knew that we would have so much in common and such an amazing conversation today, but like, I can't even tell you now it's like 13 times that I've gotten chills as you were speaking. So thank you for just uh, opening your heart and blowing me away, blowing away everyone that's listening. I'm sure. Can you tell us all where we can um, hang out with you, connect with you, work with you? Where, where can we plug in? yes so
1: firstly thank you so much for having me this is i knew this would be an expansive conversation and it is so wonderful to mm-hmm. to explore these with you and to share and to everybody listening thanks for your open hearts and for accepting whatever comes through take what you need and leave the rest <laughs> always what I how i caveat these wild stories with mm-hmm. um so you can find me on instagram j-e-s-s-i underscore g-a-l-v-i-n I'm there most of the time, apart from, from time to time, I take my little sacred pauses. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am running my new group program, Energy Alchemy. You can come and hang out with me there, which is a small group where we deep dive into shadow work. And it takes you from overwhelm, stress, anxiety, into groundedness, capital T truth, and authentic, authentic expression. if you're ready for like super deep dive into the shadow work, into the triggers, into full authenticity and really deep spiritual expansion. I always work with people, a few people one-on-one for those that are ready to really lead with the full power of spirit behind them and to embrace the spirit of abundance. Um, If anybody feels called to do some really deep dive shadow work, I'm here for it. I love walking through the fire with people. It's my favorite thing to do. Dark mm-hmm. night's the soul. Contain our magic. Let's not be afraid of going there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and I'm also on the Open Heart Rebellion podcast where you can find
0: beautiful Emily sharing her stories as well. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. I will link all of that um, in the podcast notes and the episode notes. And I'll also link my episode on your podcast. That'll take people over to the open heart rebellion. And then you can subscribe to Jesse's podcast as well. Cause it is, as you can see, I'm so happy you have a podcast because I could listen to you all day. Your voice is so lovely, but then like the wisdom too, that comes out of you is like, yes, thank you for making a podcast for us. So amazing. And thank you so much for being here, Jesse. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, if you have thoughts, comments, questions, please, I want to hear from you. You mean so much to me. Do not be a stranger. Do not leave me hanging. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at Brandt so I can personally thank you for tuning in and create connection with you. Also, if you love staying connected with like-minded, soulful, amazing people, come hang out with us on Facebook in the Soul's Way group. See you next time.